what she says called level the devil now look at the look at the uh don't you love that now i grew up with that who anybody else have rock'em sock'em robots those were the bomb man i i we have that on tape me and my dad playing rock'em sock'em robots but but we can level the devil and so i want to talk to us because this is one of those things that you kind of need you know we're all in this battle and we just want to know how to win we just want to know, how do I do that? How do I, how do I level the devil? How does that happen? So I want to give you some tools today. There's not very many. It's not going to take very long. But it is up to us. I'm going to say that one more time. It's up to us. God's already done everything he's going to do. Say, say you understand that. Okay? <laughs> Caught myself there, didn't I? Yeah. yeah. But really, he's done everything, everything that you need. And that's part of our, our belief system is almost we think, like, God's got to redo something. He's got to recreate something. But can I tell you that he already has what you need? It's ready. It's up to us to receive it and walk in it. And part of that is just uh, our issue, really. I mean, we, we had uh, a wonderful prayer service Saturday. Somebody got filled with the Spirit Saturday. I mean, just great. And you know what? The, let me just say what the hang-up was is like what most of us. They believed that God would do it for somebody else, but maybe not for them. Maybe it just wasn't going to be for them or it happens for other people, but I it just it's too good to be true. Almost those kind of thoughts. I had to take their hands and say, listen to me, look at me and, and convince them. And as soon as they said, you know what, I, I believe that I said, well, then if you believe it, receive it. They said, just like that, just like that. And next thing you know, they they were baptized in the Holy Spirit. Amazing what happens when we can just say, God, what is your take on that? And then believe him for what he says. It's up to us. We determine when we've had enough. I mean, is what you're doing now working? If it's working and you're, you're prospering and everything's going good, wonderful. Then obviously somehow God's involved in that and that's good. But if you're doing whatever you're doing and it's not working, have you ever said to yourself, now I understand seasons before I get... Anybody saying, well, you know, there are times when you can do the right thing and it just seems like it's just a brick wall. And we've all understood those things, but you've got to continue to do the right thing. In those times, God will tell you. But so many times, our belief system, we'll just let it kind of control ourselves. What if our belief is wrong? What if we are maybe not fully believe, uh, believing on what God is saying and we kind of just... You know, if I said, hey, I, I, I made this batch of brownies right here. These are awesome. But I want you to know, I kind of ran out of some chocolate, so I got some mud out of the yard. So I put a little bit of mud in there. But you guys just help yourself, man. Those are going to be great. And you'd be like, don't think I'm having brownies today. Because a little bit of that will spoil that whole bunch. Are you with me? So we need to understand if our belief system is in our own strength, it's going to spoil the full blessing because we're not going to comprehend what God is trying to tell us. So we can control that. Sometimes, you know, a lot of times we, we even determine the length of time. Because some of us are just, let's just flat out, we're just plain stubborn. We don't like to be told anything. I know what that's like because I don't like anybody to tell me that. Right, Kim? She takes good care of me, but I'm saying I've, that's something I, God has to, and he's been working, changing in me. Too stubborn, too bullheaded. Sometimes you got to go through the battle just to get to the answer when you could have just got to the answer. 
But no, we spent all the time just so you could just be, and then you finally concede. Anybody else do that besides me? That is really dumb for us, isn't it? Because it doesn't get us anywhere. It just causes that whole time. Then you got to repent for stress and strife. We determine a lot of that. The more that I'm walking with Christ, the more that I find out, Lord, I need more of you more all the time. I need you more to help me. God, you're changing me. And instead of seeing things in my point of view, if I can see them in his point of view, it will change everything. Have you had enough? Would you like to level the devil? I'm telling you. Has your mom ever said this? And I didn't, this was already in before I saw Tim Hawkins. Has your mom ever said, Brett, I've just about had enough. Well, she might not have said Brett to you, but you better, you, oh, you, and the other line was wait till you're, and he always came home, but I've just about had enough, you know, and part of me, I heard Mark Lowry say this, and I thought, boy, I've done that. Well, mom, if you've just about had enough, there's plenty more. He also said he wished that God would have put a red light on the back of mom's head that would flash. Every time she had just about had enough for 10 seconds, because you can make a lot of tracks in 10 seconds. I mean, wouldn't it be nice if God, but see, sometimes there's something that happens and we have had enough. And I want you to have enough, but I want you to have enough in a way that you're going to do it right. Sometimes we need to just take the enemy to Rocky school, if you know what I'm saying. I ain't going down no more. Absolutely. Is my wife Adrian? So how do we do that? How do we level the devil? 1 Corinthians 10, 13. If you have your Bible, you can turn there. No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. Look at what that says. Underline that. Highlight it. He will not allow you to be tempted Beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will also, here's the other one, make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Now, I got to say, that's a great scripture. How many times have we looked back and saw where we've messed up and realized God made a way of escape, but we weren't looking for it. We didn't take it because we are too wrapped up in the temptation. The question isn't, will you be tempted The question is, when you're tempted, will you be ready? The enemy is out to get you. It's just that simple. He don't like you. If we were at a buffet table, he would serve you fermented corn. He don't like you. (laughs) I'm not even going to define that. I'm just saying he can't stand you. He hates you because you were made in the image of the one he hates most. But I want you to get this. You can beat temptation. And if you're saying, you know what? Brett, I don't think I can. Pastor, there's just no way. You don't even understand. You don't live my life. Take can't out of your vocabulary. One of the reasons that you feel like you can't is because you have taken that viewpoint. I can't. If you take the viewpoint of I can't, you can't. We, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. We were like grasshoppers in our sight and theirs. If you think you can't, 
You have beat yourself already. The devil doesn't even have to do anymore. You did it. We've got to get can't out of our vocabulary. By your own strength and your own ability, you're right. You can't. You need God. You need God. We put God's word in our heart. We lean on his strength, trust his promises. There is no temptation that you or I cannot overcome. Let me just say this. We don't graduate from being tempted. You don't graduate. It's not like one day all of a sudden, I'm never tempted anymore. The enemy never is going to lay down, roll over and go, I'm not going to mess with you anymore. You're just going to have to get stronger in the Lord. And how we do that is spending more time with the victor. Spending more time with God that will influence your life. More time that you can, you can repair that armor if there's a ding there. If you think that you never will or you think that I never, you know, you can be careful. Pride comes before the fall. We need, we need the Lord. We need to make sure it's not on our own strength and our own understanding. We have to yield to him. Here's our first thought for this morning. Submit it. We have to submit it. We got to be wise. Who are you submitting to? Your flesh? Your friends? Your emotions? Or are you submitting to God? The choices that we are making, we need to think about those. I'm just telling you from experience, I don't always have it all together, but I'm just telling you, if you think and if I would have thought consequences, do, do you ever think consequences? When, you are, when the enemy is whamming you, there, there, there are things that go with choices. So the best I can tell you is we have to be wise. We have to understand what is going on and what the price tag is and the enemy is real good at that he'll tempt you he'll do whatever but he doesn't show you or tell you the price tag until you buy it and then he'll be glad to show it to you and then he'll beat you up for that who it's who you're submitting to that has authority over you i'm gonna say that one more time it's who you're submitting to that has authority over you the devil won't flee if you're not submitted to something and someone greater than he is. There's no reason. You can't make him leave if you're not submitted to something bigger than he is. Does that make sense? Listen, I grew up in a good home. I've got good parents. I've always had good parents. They weren't always all Christian. But I, I grew up where... Not in the world, and, I, and forgive me, I'm not, I'm not trying to bash or pick on anything, but in a world where you learned there, there's winning and there's losing. You needed to know how to win good, and you needed to know how, know how to lose good. You didn't win at everything. If you played sports, sometimes you lost. You needed to know how to be a good loser and be a good sport. Does that make sense? We need that because life is like that. Sometimes, you know, how you find out how you succeed is because of what you found out didn't succeed before. Well, there was a guy when I was in fifth grade. The school's no longer there. It's Vernon Elementary School. The guy's name was Eddie Bolt. Some of you have heard this story. But prior to this particular story, I watched Eddie pick on anybody. He did not care. Girl, boy, he didn't care. He'd take their lunch, take their hostess cupcakes. It doesn't matter. We were in, you know, this particular time. When I fought Eddie, I was in fifth grade. But I remember being in third grade. I watched him. I just watched him harass people all the time and i would intervene and i would do it somehow and by the grace of god didn't know what i was doing but he was going to pick he's going to beat up some little girl for something i i don't know why 
And I, and I said to him, <laughs> you don't want to beat her up. You know what everybody would say? They'd be laughing at you because you beat up this little girl. And he goes, yeah, I don't want to beat her up. And then he took off and went some, and the little girl's like, thank you. And I'm thinking, I'm. I watched him do it to guys. I watched him take a jump rope from a little girl, tie a guy to the tetherball thing. Swing the tetherball around until it was hitting him in the head. Eddie, everybody's going to make fun of you because that's, he's just a little kid. And then he untied the kid and let him go. The kid was crying. Eddie would always go to the principal's office and get in trouble, but he'd always be back. We were playing flag football in fifth grade. And Eddie came and took my bike. I had a bike. It was my dad's bike when he was a kid, and I redid it, put a big banana seat on it. Sparkly purple banana seat. Could hold both cheeks. It was nice. Handlebars. Little tassels came down from the handlebars. Sissy bar in the back. And I rode that bike, thought that was cool. Well, Eddie jumped on that bike. I remember chasing Eddie, and he was on my bike, so I didn't catch him. He took off on the bike, and Coach was back there, so we were playing, you know, and I don't know, I don't know what I'm going to do. Well, Eddie came back, he got off my bike, and he just threw it down. Just, you know, something inside me had said, I had had enough. And I said, don't you ever take my bike again. And Eddie, being Eddie, said, Who's going to stop me? Of course, there's, there's like 15 boys around and a coach, an adult. Not one of them are saying, I'll do it. And so I said, I will. And Eddie said, come on. And so he, he's walking towards me. And this is what's going through my thought process. No way we're going to fight because we're on school grounds and there's an adult here. There's a coach here. Not going to happen. So I just said, oh, you're so big. You know, made some kind of stupid comment like that. And this is what the coach says. You heard it, boys. This fight's between Brett and Eddie. <laughs> and he just let us fight. But what, I, what had happened was I had to go back. Now, listen to me. I had to go back and understand why I was fighting. What were my principles? Do you have principles? What was the cost that was going to cause me? So I fought at him, and I beat him, and it changed everything, because now Eddie was messy, and I did it, and I was messy, but I was standing, and he wasn't, and the coach was like, okay, that's enough, that's enough, practice ended that day, that was the end of practice, I got on my bike and went home, I thought when I got back to school the next day, now listen, I thought Eddie and his boys it's going to be like, hey, you did something, come here. You want to come over here, I want to talk to you. I thought my life, the mafia, was over. And you know, I got back to school, Eddie is like, hey, man, how you doing? I'm, uh, I'm good. Uh, sorry for smashing your face with my fist. Hey, man, it's, it's, all, it's cool. Hey, if anybody ever bothers you, you let me know, and Eddie, I'll, I'll take care of them. Really? Yeah, yeah. You want that kid's lunch? No, Eddie, I'm good. Changed everything. What are you trying to tell me? I'm telling you, who are you submitting to? If it's bigger than what you're facing, and I can just tell you, God is the biggest thing in the valley. You submit to God no matter what you're facing, you can win. You can win. Acts 
19, 15 through 16. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus, I know. Paul, I know. But who are you? Then the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped uh, was on, leaped on them, overpowered them, prevailed against them, and they fled out of that house naked and wounded. Because they didn't know Jesus, but the Spirit knew who Jesus was. Had they been submitted to Jesus, that would have been a totally different story. You're going to have to change the channel in your mind. When you're up against whatever you're tempted about, change the channel. Delete that, man. Start changing the channel. Get on to something different. Do something different. Get yourself out of that situation. Start doing something else. Are you listening to me this morning? You're going to need to change. You're going to have to physically do something. Get busy. Get your mind on something else besides what is tempting or struggling you. Are you getting that? I'm trying to tell you there's going to be a time when you have had enough, but if you really want to win this, you're going to have to have enough and do it God's way. You're going to have to fight him God's way. Second thought today is believe it. Next, you have to believe that you can resist temptation. Remember I told you about the woman that just wanted to get prayer and, and uh, you know, get filled with the Spirit? I just don't believe God will do it for me. You have to believe that you can win. You have to believe that who you're submitted to is really bigger than what you're being tempted against. You have to believe that he has the answer. He's the big boss. He's the big dog. He can take care of business. I mean, I, I was, you know, I did a lot of fighting when I was growing up, and there's times that there'd be more than one kid, and me and my friend would be there, and I was scared, thinking, oh, and then I, I ran in the house during one time, and I got my dad, and I said, Dad, these kids are out there picking on me and Mike, and there's about four or five of them, or whatever there was, you know, and dad is, oh, he got out of his chair and come walking out the door. I'm telling you, when dad came out on the porch, I was a changed young man. Because before I was just like, well, I don't want to fight you. Because there's like three of them. I don't want to fight you. And they're flicking lighters in my face and everything. And I was able to get away and get in and tell my dad. My dad came out and I'm like, that's right. Where's your lighter at, boy? Because my dad was there. It'll change when you have the authority of your father. Everything changes. Because I'm not coming in my own authority now. Papa's here. You have to answer to Papa. Those kids got on their bikes. They got on their bikes and they you know, took off, and they were yelling back, I'm going to tell my dad, and I'm, this, is, this is me, my dad's bigger than your dad. <laughs> Can I tell you, you have to believe it. God is for you, not against you. And if God be for you, who can be against you? You got to get that picture in your mind. You can beat this. I don't know what you're fighting. Maybe it's an addiction of some kind. Maybe it's something else. Maybe it's broken relationship. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's financial. I don't know what it is, but you got to get the picture. You remember we talked about getting that picture. Get the picture of you free of it. Getting the picture of you just doing something that is so radically different than the picture you have of who you are right now. Get the picture of you totally free. Get the picture of you financially free. Totally no addictions. Just praising God, your family together. What's that look like to you? You have to believe that enough to say, God, give me that picture. Let me see that so I can grab onto that. And then look for the window. Look for the way out. Look for the way, Father, I'm going to follow you. Look for the way of escape. Look for that way. So many times we struggle feeling we're inferior to everybody else. It's got to be too good to be true, God. You wouldn't do that just for me. Yes, he would. The Bible says he would leave 99, 
He'd have 100 people there, and if one left, he would leave the 99 to go find the one. If that's you, he's looking. It's not impossible. Here's something you, you need to know. Condemnation, guilt, and shame all work off momentum. Think about what I just said. They all work off momentum. In other words, if you buy into that, you start listening to that, you start feeling condemned, you start feeling shamed, even though maybe you're in the wrong, maybe you've done it wrong and you need to repent. The beauty of the blood and the repentance is that it takes that away. But they all work off momentum. The more you feed it, the more it grows. It's like a snowball running downhill. And then it, it affects your belief system. And that's what the enemy wants. If he affects that, then, then you're not going to be who you're supposed to be because he's already got affecting on that. What you feed grows, what you starve dies. If it's not godly, starve it. If it's godly, feed it. If it goes with the book, feed it. If it doesn't go with the book, starve it. Here's our third thought. If you're going to do that, you're going to submit it, you're going to believe it, you're going to fight it. Because now it's on. You are in it to win it. There's going to be a fight. The enemy isn't going to roll over. You can expect he's going to give you a fight. And if you're expecting a fight, you're going to be ready. Use wisdom. Don't give the enemy a foothold. Make good choices. You choose whether you keep your peace, whether you give your peace away, whether you keep your joy, whether you give it away. You choose to be offended or not. Boy, isn't that tough sometimes? Oh, man. I mean, I had to shake stuff off today, just fight stuff off, because the enemy just wants to do that to you. He wants you because if he can hinder you by strife and offense... Your prayers don't go. And if your prayers don't go, you don't get answered. And if you don't get answered, your belief system gets altered. If your belief system gets altered, you start going, ah, and you start being gloom, despair, agony on me. you got to start saying, you know what? I'm going to change this channel. I'm going to submit to God. I'm going to believe it. I'm going to fight. I'm not going to let anybody come in my house and take what they want. I'm not going to do it. It's not going to happen. Not on my watch. Not while I'm breathing. Are you with me in this building today? Enemy's not going to come and get my kids. Not if I got life in me. He's not going to come and try to do anything in my house. Not if I got breath. My choice. The Bible says it does rain on the just and the unjust. There's going to be a fight. We get it. What I'm telling you is, have you been winning? Or have you been letting the enemy just beat you up? Some of us are just trying to go the distance. I just want to go the distance. Can I just say, if you're just going to let him sit there and pound on you, that's stupid. You know, my grandma used to say, a sharp knife cuts the quickest and hurts the least. You know what I found out? When I was growing up, if a bully was just threatening me or whatever, I just popped him quick. That one you might say, oh, that's wrong. Stop the fight. Usually it was only about one punch. Usually mine. I'm just saying. Talk is cheap.
You're going to be in a fight whether you want to be or not, because the enemy is going to come and make sure of it. But I want you to be ready. I want you to level him now. I don't want you to do the Muhammad Ali. I'm on rope a dope, everybody. Oh, rope a dope. <laughs> See, now I'm dating myself. <laughs> everybody talk about how cool sale. <laughs> anyway, you don't need to rope a dope the enemy, okay? You just need to pound that boy. Just pound him. Hit him right where it counts. Hit him with the word of God. Hit him with the sword. Just say, you know what? I'll tell you who I'm submitted to. And you are, you got to answer to this. Because this says every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess. And that means you, you sour looking sack of entrails. That means you. All right. Here's our last point. <laughs> Feel like Mickey from Rocky. Knock his block off. <laughs> The body, the body. All right. Here's our last one. Avoid it. You're going to have to avoid areas of weakness. If you've got struggles, then avoid some of those areas. Does that make sense? Just avoid them. You're going to have to do that Diana Ross thing. Here's another thing. Stop. You're going to have to just say, you know, sometimes... Let me just say, if you're a recovering alcoholic, don't go to the bar. Well, you know, I'm just saying, just be smart. There may be a time when that won't bother you. If you're trying to quit smoking, quit hanging around people that smoke. Uh, (laughs) I worked with a kid, and he's 16 years old. And this is what the kid, this is his, I've been smoking ever since I was nine. So he's trying to quit. So he comes to 16, he got a job at Ponderosa. And he, the kid, every time he had a break, he's out there smoking. Smoke, 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 smoke. Then he was trying to quit because he, he was developing some kind of cough. I don't know if it was a cold. I don't know. As a matter of fact, the kid got fired. So it had nothing to do with, I don't think it was his cough. But he just, his work ethic wasn't real good. But listen, this is the way he said, trying to quit. So he was going out to people that were smoking. He wasn't smoking. And he was telling them, just breathe it on me. So they would smoke and go, and he's, I'm like, you must be in the experimental stage of secondhand smoke. I'm not real sure what's going through your mind, but I guarantee you, he didn't, he didn't beat that addiction because that's what he did. Listen to me. Remember what we said just a few moments ago, what you feed grows, what you starve dies. Stay away from it. And if your friends are real friends... You just say, listen, I love you, but because you smoke, I'm trying to break that. I can't be around that right now, man. Nothing personal. I just can't be around that. If they're your friends, they'll still be your friends. If they're not, they never were your friends. Don't put yourself in situations where you can be easily tempted or fall. If you struggle managing your money, don't go to the mall when you can't afford to buy anything. If you don't know how to budget, don't take all your check and go and say i don't have any money god wants you to trust him and bring into victory every area of your life everything that you need if you want to level the devil today then we got to do these things we need to submit it believe it fight it and avoid it it's not real hard i mean let me say it this way it is real hard but it's not if we follow god it's doable Okay, that's what I want you to know. Will there be a struggle? Yeah, that's why it's a fight. 
But you can do it. Because with God, you can win. So you're not in it by yourself. That's why I said, say, I'm in it to win it. Because when God is with you, you have a supernatural strength that you couldn't draw on before. He can give you that mindset and just like, okay, you know what? I'm not going to think about that. Guys, we, we are visual and we have, enemy just plows us with thoughts. You don't have to raise your hand because I know you'll be like, I ain't saying nothing. You're going to have to take those thoughts. You're going to have to change the channel. And you're going to find yourself getting busy doing something else. Come on. I'm just trying to help. Because just because you're a pastor don't mean you're, you're not a guy. Last time I checked, I was a guy. She's very glad of that. So what I'm telling you is we got to submit to God and say, you know what, Lord, you're the biggest, you're the best. And I'm going to live for you. And I'm not only going to submit to you, I'm going to believe you. Because you're telling me I can make it. You're telling me you, you're going to give me great life and you're going to prosper me. You're telling me that there's nothing that can overtake me. You're telling me I'm the head and not the tail. You're telling me that greater are you that's in me than the things that are out here. God, you're telling me I'm a winner. I'm not a loser. And because you're telling me that I believe that, so I'm going to fight that. Because I got something to fight for. And not only am I going to fight that, I'm going to avoid the things that are going to easily beset me. I'm going to avoid the things that are going to just try to trap me. I'm not going to give them the time of day. I'm going to say that one more time. I'm not going to give them the time of day because I'm telling you, I'm telling you by experience, the price tag is way too stinking high. Don't do it. Give your life to God and start saying, God, help me with that. And when you get one victory, you'll be like, yes. And God will be saying to your sales. You'll be like, hey, that's all right. And then he'll give you another one. Hey, this is cool. And pretty soon you're not addicted. Not that you were, you might not be, but you're not tempted like you were before because now you found how to fight. You can do it. You can do it. How many believe you can do it? Amen. Bow your heads. Let's, Let's pray and thank God for it. God, it's so good to be in the midst of your presence. There's fullness of joy. So, Father, with these people that are, that are here, these wonderful people, Lord, I don't know what their situations are. I don't know what they're dealing with. I don't know what they've been dealing with. I don't know what their track record is, God. But I do know all things are possible to him that believe. So, Father, if today is the first time or the 150th time, Or the millionth time that they said, God, I'm going to try this again. God, let this time be the one that they succeed. With your heads bowed and your eyes closed, if you're here this morning and you're saying, Brett, that's me. I'm telling you what. You don't have to tell me what it is. It may be something very small. And sometimes what's small to somebody else might be big to you. I get it. I understand. I'm not here to minimize anything you're going through. But I am here to tell you, God will maximize your life. And if you need him to do that, I need you just to put your hand up and put it right back down. Yes, all over this place. Thank you, God. Maybe you're here this morning and you're saying, Brett, I need Jesus. I need him more than I've ever needed him before. But I, would you pray with me? I promise I won't embarrass you. Would you pray and just say, would you say yes to him? You want to ask him in your heart or rededicate your life if that's you today? Don't let this moment go by. This is your moment. Yes, I see that. Anyone else? Anyone else? And this is my time. This is my time to finally beat this with God's help. This is me. Anyone else? Yes. Anyone else? Yes. Let's say this together. Say, dear God, 
I receive your son. I receive victory over these issues in my life. In the name of Jesus. Forgive me for the things I've done wrong. Come into my heart. Today I submit to you. You are my king. I love you forever. Give me wisdom. Give me the roadmap, And I'll follow it. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Stand to your feet. Give the Lord a big shout today. He's so good, isn't he? We're going to give to the Lord today. We're going to just bless him. Everything that we have is God's. And, you know, I, I just, I'm thankful for him. And, and again, we don't, you know, a farmer doesn't plant seed to not get crop. He does it knowing if I put it in the ground, I'm going to get crop. So it's okay to know and expect a return. But listen to me. We don't give just for the return. We give because it's not ours. And I give to him, I submit to him, and when I give, God blesses me. I don't give to get, but when I give, I get. But I do it in ways that I can further the kingdom. I'm just asking you today, what's he telling you to do? Submit to him, do whatever he's telling you to do. You can't go wrong. And let's believe God for it, amen? Father, your kingdom works by faith. In the name of Jesus, we give to you today. I thank you, Lord, that you're prompting hearts, Father, that you're having people do what you've called them to do. And so God,